0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand.
1: It's The Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2019 Minnesota State Fair. This is the Beer Show. I'm yelling. I'm very excited. My name is Chris Reavers, by the way. By my side, his name is Mike Fredalone with Fredalone's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. It's hard to believe, but this is year number seven for us at the great Minnesota get-together. And I could not be more excited because... It is the most wonderful time of the year. We love the Minnesota State Fair.
2: It is absolutely the best. Yes. Absolutely the best. I didn't even
1: know we were on. That's, that's how good it is. I was unaware that the show even started. And by the way, this is an... I, I'm not... Without hyperbole, this is a top five weather day out at the Minnesota State Fair. Not too hot, not too cold. It hasn't rained. It's absolutely perfect outside today. So, without further ado, let's welcome in our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, the best bottle shops here in the Twin Cities, ladies and gentlemen. If you've been listening to this show and don't know who Elevated is, well, shame on you. That's a you problem. You haven't been listening to this show, right? Uh, but they own the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, and they are in Hiawatha at, at Hiawatha and Forty Second in South Minneapolis. They are also in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And uh, Ryan is going to take the headset first because this is a full frontal team effort beer show task related this evening. Ryan, hey. how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I love these shows. It's, it's, like... it's, it's my favorite time of the year. I love, I love being out here. It's so much fun. The, everybody's jacked up for hooting the Blowfish tonight. Especially me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I got so, my hoodie shirt on. Exactly. <laughs> and you got, your, you got your little guy here for the first time. It's, it's, this is awesome. So yes. welcome back, man.
3: Thanks, man. And you know what? Every time we come out here, it just seems like this craft beer scene continues to explode within the fairgrounds, yep. right? Yep, I remember five, six years ago when we first were doing the show from the State Fair, it was all about the Liftbridge Mini Donut Mini Beer. Donut beer. Yep. And that was huge. And it still is, yep. right? I mean, I, th- I think it's got to be one of the more popular beers out here. But there's something like 50 or 60 yep. unique You know,
1: State Fair exclusive beers out here right now, and that is absolutely incredible. And Lift Bridge, whether they like it or not, they spawned what we have seen now. And I think in a good way. I think what has evolved out here, because this is such a social atmosphere where it used to be, oh, let's take the kids out for a couple of rides. Mike, when you you were a kid. That's what I did. Being out here, you just hung out. But now it's become such a scene for night activity a social uh, environment for people that just want to hang out and, and enjoy a good time. And, and craft beer is It's alive and well.
3: Yeah. It is, is absolutely incredible. And, you know, we, the past couple of years, we we tend to have the same guests on every year because they're local, right? Mm-hmm. They're yep. Minnesota guys. Yep. And uh, we have a returning guest, uh, Fair State, at the State Fair. It just works perfectly. Yes. We've got Nico here with us right now to talk a little bit about what's going on with them, what they've got going on at the fair. Welcome
1: back to the show, Nico. It's good to have you, man. Thanks for having us again. So course. before we get into craft beer, I have a confession to make. Are all you right. ready? Yep. Okay, and, and it's because of Elevated that I have this confession. oh So before Mike can get to his white claw question for the <laughs> 15th time in, in, in a day, the Fair State Water. The, or what's the seltzer. official? Seltzer. Yeah. Seltzer, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it's my go-to. All I right. have at least eight in my beer fridge at all times throughout. And it's been throughout the summer. But when I'm mowing my lawn or whatever, it's my go-to. So, congratulations! Thank I you. love it. It's awesome. it's an absolute staple in the Reavers household.
4: I feel like you guys always lie to me when I'm on the show. No, I'm, and d- say I'm dead
2: serious. It's just way too nice. <laughs> no, I mean, was that, that hard for you to make me? Was that hard? Did you say? Yeah, actually, I don't want to make this.
4: Oh, oh, like, uh, was it hard like for mentally? Me to, yeah, not. like
2: I'm a beer maker. Yeah, is yeah, this? Yeah. yeah.
4: Sure. So, funny story. I. Um, I had the idea to do it. I mean, it's not an original idea. Sure. No, you said, hey,
2: White clock is selling a lot. <laughs>
4: yeah. I have a brilliant on idea. On, uh, let's make one. one. <laughs> let's kind of like it. So I thought, well, okay, let's do it. Let's let's see how it goes. And I kept bringing it up to people uh, internally at the company and expecting mm. them to say, like, no, we can't do that. Sure. Or, like, bridge too far. Yeah. And every single person said, no, that sounds amazing. We need to do that.
2: You guys are a bridge too so far. You do everything that's far. It. That's the yeah. thing.
4: So once I, I ran it all the way up the chain and I mentioned it to everybody, everybody said yes. I said, okay, well, I guess I guess we're doing
1: it. Sure. All right, hold on, honey. Nico doesn't believe me. Take picture of beer fridge. <laughs> yeah. And it's a send. fake text.
4: I mean, this is a fake text.
1: <laughs> so
2: Nico, uh, uh, so what's the name of it, and uh, how is it doing in your production line? What is it? Is it killing it? Is it? Oh, what's yeah. it doing?
4: So the name of it is Fair State Hard Seltzer. Okay. We went through many revisions. Uh, are we gonna brand it something totally different? We were gonna,
2: gonna do it? White Craw, which I thought was uh, okay. Me. Can I say this? I'm gonna say <laughs> this. Okay. We, yeah.
4: What we were gonna call it is Black Talon.
2: Oh, Black Talent instead
4: of White. Like you should've. Yeah, well, it turns out Black Talent is the name of a banned ammunition oh. that's designed to shred human stupid okay. copyright oh, but you know laws. But yeah. you know
2: what they said at first is, hey, we really love the State Fair. You know what we should call our brewery? Fair State. <laughs> so you did it once already with one big brand
4: name. And here on year five, it finally worked out. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> oh. Well, and, oh, fantastic. And here's what I
1: love about it, because it takes, I think, someone to have that vision, to kind of look look past the bottom line, so to speak, don't you think? Because I don't think the common brewer could, could not get away is not the right term, but could could take that leap of faith. And I think that you guys, for better or for worse, you stumbled on a, a, a great invention. I really do.
4: Uh, we're talking about hard seltzer stuff. Yes, okay. sorry,
1: <laughs> but I really do. I think, no, I, and I, I think that so many more brewers are going to need to be cognizant of that in the future to survive. Well, it's,
4: it's a fact of the marketplace right yep. now. You need to yep. you need to be where people want to be, and but you need to be able to do it. Um, in a way that makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. So we're not the only ones who are doing it locally. I mean, uh, they're, you know, Fulton's doing it. Liftbridge is doing it. That said, you guys uh,
3: were the first. Local. We were the
4: first ones to can. Yeah. And you yeah. guys launched it on it's April
2: cool. Fool's Day. So April Fool's everyone Day. was wondering. Uh, they were thinking like, it was fun. fake. Oh. This Good, this one, yeah, yeah. Good one, guys. Good one. Yeah.
4: All my friends in the industry were like, is this real? We're like, mm-hmm. yep, it's real. We just packaged a 1,000 cases of it. And the moment they said, uh, is it
2: real? And you said, yes. They said, can we have some? Yeah. It's like, I'll just come by All right, so forgive
1: me, because I had to take my headset off for a second to talk to Manny, our guy. But is that available Yep, that's not available out here at the State Fair,
2: is it? It
4: is, in fact. Oh, it is. Where? Yeah, Tell we me. Were, we were at the hangar uh, drinking one of Perfect. our exclusive beers, and, and boom, there it is. Both Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so, I have
1: a little story for Nico, go when, ahead. When, if you have to take your headset well, off. I was just going to say, because I have to imagine then you have to completely revamp how your production is
4: going to be just for this event itself. Including a product like that, correct? Well, the good news uh, with that is that we're we're pretty geared up. We're ready to roll. Okay. So we got we got plenty. Uh, we shouldn't be running out. Uh, we had. But what was interesting is it went from from zero to hero, and we we ran completely out. Uh, oh wow! Yep. And then we had to figure out how to ramp it up. Everybody thinks that it's the easiest thing to make. Uh, it's just a piece of cake. But it's quite contrary, it. it's actually technically more difficult. Yeah. Uh, much in the same way that if we were to try to make a macro lager clone, it would be the hardest thing that we did. So sure. can, we, can we briefly yeah. touch on how that works? Yeah, how, totally. how do
3: you get the alcohol you know, out of the beer to this malt derived uh, base that you guys have? Well,
4: what's interesting now is that Okay, we're gonna get nerdy. Uh, so the TVG—that's what we're here for, son. Yeah, cool. <laughs> this ha- I feel like this happens every time. That's anyway, okay. So it used to be that uh, our license only provided for us to make malt beverages. Now we can actually do things under an FDA license. So it's our it's our same brewer's permit. But we're actually able to make beverages that are regulated by the FDA instead of the TTB. And that's why, well, for among many reasons, but that's why you'll see a full nutrition label on that sure. can and not on any of our other but products. But you want that
2: anyways because you want to show how low-cal is. Yeah. yeah,
4: but there's still some confusion about, there's, there's complicated rules about you actually can't put that label on a beer. Okay. If it's regulated by TTB, it's oh, not. really? It doesn't work that way. Okay. Guinness has been harping on this for years because Guinness is lighter than light beer, and nobody knows. Sure. You heard that from me. Yeah. Go yeah. drink a Guinness. It's and, great. and low carbs. Yeah, totally low. But carb. everybody,
1: you know, the the the, the non beer, uh, you know, connoisseur says, "Well, Guinness is that dark beer. It's Dark beer. I, exactly." Yeah. Anyway, sorry, yeah. I, I didn't mean. Well, to Well, to answer your question, thought.
4: so essentially, uh, it's it's a it's a sugar base instead of a malt base, which is how it's gluten free. Okay. So we're starting from a gluten free source. Um, And then, for us, it it ferments exactly the same as everything else. So we run it through the brew house, uh, we're adding, uh, for our seltzers, we add whole ingredients. So in our case, we started with uh, mimicking beer flavors we already had going on. So we have a lemongrass, ginger, lemon, and we have a hibiscus orange, which are things that we're both known for already. So we add whole lemongrass, whole ginger, uh, whole hibiscus um, on the hot side, uh, and then it ferments per normal. Uh, we filter it, we run it through the centrifuge and filter it, and can it, and off it goes. No kidding. Yeah. Wow.
2: So I'm impressed with this. Every time, Nico, you listen to the show every week for the last seven I years. I die hard, yeah, always. So <laughs> at some point in time, we have a guest that's a little slow talking, so we always say to that guest, hey, guest, what beer do you like that's made in Minnesota by another one of your competitive brewers? And literally nine times out of ten, they say, I like the stuff Nico makes at Fair State. Yeah, that's not that's, that, that's, that's not, not a joke. hyperbole. Nope, that's right. what it is. That's the portion of the show yep. where you're lying to me. No, 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 and, and uh, that, I'm telling you the honest the truth.
1: I don't say this to everybody. So, But what but, you... but the one guy out of ten says Fair State sucks. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. True. I will take that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's but good. I mean, what, what do
2: you think it is? Because you're kind of like the craft beer maker's craft beer.
4: Um,. Is it because
2: all the accolades? Or no, of his beard. What no, no, is it? No, it's his beard.
4: No. A no, no. It, um, it's it's a really interesting question. I think about this a lot. I, I've i been lucky my whole career to work at breweries that had that rep. Mm-hmm. So the place I worked in Texas, it was the craft beer maker's craft brewery. Okay. And I think the, the ethos that I gleaned from them, which is um, do what you love without compromise, okay. is what gets people's attention. So we do a lot of different things now. As you said, we're a bridge too far. We do a lot of crazy stuff. But at the core of the business, the things that we never compromise on are high-quality lager beers, uh, ingredient sourcing, and, and best process. And so if you can keep those things in mind, I think it helps to capture the hearts of, of people that make this stuff. Did your yeah.
2: marketing genius, did you guys know this? Like when you put out your uh, Fair State Roselle, did you know Roselle was going to just shoot to the moon? Or did you think, hey, this is a nice beer. Somebody might like this. But that is an incredibly, incredibly popular... It's everywhere
4: truth is we shoot from the hip always. Really? Yeah, no, okay. no, no. I mean, no. no I mean, you,
2: you can't yeah. do a marketing study that says, oh, the world's going to like a red beer right. that's sour, that, oh, by the way, it doesn't interfere with other tap handles, so we might have a pretty good chance of getting it on places, because it seems like it's nearly everywhere.
4: I would love to claim that we uh, plan came, that. came to this fully planned out, and that that, that's, that was okay. the plan. Not not the case. Really?
2: You just made a great beer? No,
4: we. the truth is that we've been doing R&D on the fly, for the entire time that we've been open. Um, Sometimes stuff sticks and sometimes it doesn't, but our whole ethos is make new beers, try new things. Okay. Uh, And so that, uh, Roselle actually started as number two in the Lactobac series. Way back when, so it well, was sure. lactobac number two. and People kept asking for it. Well, well, we can't keep calling it lactobac number two. We got to give it a real name, and then off to the race. Yeah, lactobac
2: number two doesn't really. It doesn't. It doesn't
4: yeah, it doesn't. Here, work. honey,
1: try
2: yeah. the latest. Yes. That's that was my number two was my nickname in high school, but it wasn't complimentary. There we go.
1: I'm very proud of you. You made it 12 minutes into the segment without uh, <laughs> mentioning high school. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so fair states the guest here uh, on the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, at Wine and Spirits. We are live at the Score North. Booth here at the Great Minnesota Get-Together. So, Ryan, how does the State Fair accompany? Are we still doing tastings featuring Fair State, even though you can get their beer of course. out here at the Minnesota State Fair?
3: Absolutely, yeah. We'll have, we'll have the the standard tasting schedule for the weekend for our beer show guest Fair State. Nice. Uh, we'll be in Minneapolis tomorrow night, 5 to 7, and White Bear 3 to 5 on Saturday. And I would also, you know, we, we kind of hit on, you know, shooting from the hip or just kind of, you know, uh, Going, going with uh, you know what you like and then testing it, but your tap room is a really good place to do that, right? Absolutely. And I always like to tell people about your tap room because I do feel like it's one of the, and I'm not just you know <laughs> messing with you again here, but I do feel like it is one of the best tap rooms in the state. Thank you. And it's not just because i lived three blocks away from it for 5 years but <laughs> you had your own chair it's always like they've always got cool stuff on they've got their you know their their staples that you can that you know and love but they're always trying new things and nico that's you were telling me that's kind of where most of your r&d is happening as yep. well yep. moving forward yep. um, how does that how does that work is it really just is it, is it you on your own or are you are you uh, getting ideas from your patrons what is that process like
4: yeah so uh, because we are a, a cooperatively owned business, we, we have around about two thousand owners, so we do solicit feedback from those people. Um, but a lot of it, and, and those beers, you know, they happen. But a lot of it is uh, just, you know, what's new, what's next. We do an awful lot of collaborations. Yep. Um, I was actually just I was in the tap room and uh, listing off the collabs that we had on, and there were like six more than I thought. And it was kind of crazy. Um, yeah, so I, what's nice now is that we have two breweries. We can keep the, the production stream going uh, and keep doing crazy things on the side and not have it impact our ability to supply the market with the core beers, which is fantastic because there's, you know, there's these core set of beers that we really think are dialed in, and we know what we're doing with those. We don't want to mess with them, and we right. really don't want to interrupt supply. But my job now is mostly turning out seven or 15 barrels, small batch, one-off things just... Just to see what's out there. That's so it. let's
2: take that to the next level. We have our hard seltzer. We have our Roselle. We have everything. We have our oh, hazy IPAs. Got you something for you. What is this yeah. new two-year down the road thing? What yeah. are you going to make that everyone's going to be standing out there drinking this thing? Because yep, yep, we, we didn't see the we didn't see the hazy IPA came coming. We saw the seltzer coming. Yes. We didn't see the hazy IPA. What what is it going to be?
4: Well. Uh, I'll tell you what i'm hedging on okay although it's trade secrets here sure uh don't
1: worry
2: no No one's one's listening listening.
4: yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the the interesting maybe not so good things uh about uh, minnesota state law is that our license is really circumscribed there are only certain things that we can do as as a brewery we can't have guest taps we can't have a cocktail program Mm -hmm. we can't have a full liquor license sure um i'm kind of tired of that i would i would like to do what i want to do which is sometimes drink a Negroni or an Aperol Spritz sure. or a Gin and Tonic or whatever, and I like to do it at work because I don't pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the next thing, which is actually the future is now, uh, we have two things on tap that are both um, gluten-free, ready to roll, draft cocktails or draft brewed cocktails. Okay. is what we're calling them. Um, so they they're they're a takeoff on the seltzer technology, but they they're blended at point of service, um, and they're fantastic, and they have lots of really volatile interesting cocktail type flavors that you don't get in a beer because it's hard to package. So these things are are on premise only. You can only get them in the taproom. Uh but we're trying to to work our way towards ex- uh, approximating the cocktail bar experience. You know well what we had? We experience.
2: had Fling on oh. the air. They had just not even launched their delivery service that you want to talk about. We're going to talk about and that. And people now. listened to the show and they were so excited to get Fling that they found his beta site for his delivery someplace in the dark web and ordered it i 'm not kidding, ordered it and had it delivered through his process They did, they didn 't even know it was live yeah that, that was, happened that was that that really day.
3: cool yeah that, and so there, yeah we 're seeing a huge demand for that i 've not seen it locally, so again, it seems like you guys are ahead of the curve on that, and this almost seems like almost a different process we're talking about blending it at the point of service, so is it I mean, it's on draft. Is that no, no, it, works, it actually or? is
4: on draft. So, so we'll blend it up. You know, a keg of oh, time. Oh, you are blending it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. because that's cool. uh, Okay, I'm giving a, giving the whole thing away here. <laughs> Long term, what I'd like to do is is actually be making cocktails behind the bar with stuff that's all in our license that we're able to make. Yeah. Um,
2: Tom Nico Cruz is what they're going to call him. Basically.
4: <laughs> they don't let me bartend. From so cocktail. That's not it. Uh, but yeah. So right now they are on draft. But they're 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 not packageable. These things are are meant to be experienced on premise. Got it. They're not they're not pasteurized. There's like no processing at all. So they need to be served in house. The whole idea is to try to expand our retail presence. So unfortunately you won't see that elevated anytime soon, but but it's a good reason to go to the yeah, tapper. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: All right. So as long as you mentioned it before, we have to take a break here. Let's let's touch on that really briefly. That you guys are a couple of weeks in now into the delivery program, which you guys announced on this show a few weeks back. How is it going? And if people are unfamiliar with the new delivery program with Elevated, tell us what it's all about, Ryan.
3: Sure. So we just launched our it's our web store as well as our app that goes along with yep. it. It's available for iOS and Google Play. So if you have a Android, Android, you're you're good to go there. Uh, Amazing results to start, really. I mean, we've had hundreds of downloads at this point. We've done, I mean, dozens of orders. Uh, We haven't really done much marketing outside of the beer show yet, but we're going to start scaling that up. And, of course, the best form of marketing is always word of mouth. So if any of our listeners have already tried it, you know, tell your friends about this. Uh, If you have not tried it yet, you need to go download this app we've partnered with Postmates, who some may be familiar with and some may not, but we've got their service built into our web store. So when you check out, you can select delivery, you will immediately be generated a delivery ticket from Postmates you can track the order. Typically, we're seeing these orders go out to your home in under an hour. Wow. It's really fast, wow. it's really convenient. There's tons of different use cases for this. So I tell people, everyone I'm talking to about the app, download it. Keep it on your phone. It's one of those utility apps that you're going to need at some point. That could yeah. be for planning a party. That could be because you're having a party and you run out of whatever you're serving. And, and you're be not, safe you and nobody drive. wants to be
1: driving. Exactly. exactly.
3: Or the closer you are to our Minneapolis store, which is the first store we've implemented, it really is cheap and it's convenient. And if you can avoid... The lines at the store on busy evenings uh or busy days for that matter this is a really good way to just kind of save time nice. and
2: since you partnered with postmates your prices are the exact same online as they are in the store, which is not in this market. No. If you go online to a different place, they have it bumped up twenty percent because someone needs to figure out how to pay for it, the, the the delivery. Exactly. But since you're a partner of Postmates, if you go We're, in, yes, and it's twelve ninety nine. It's twelve ninety nine on your web store. If which you is go, amazing. if
3: you go to Amazon and, you, and you're, you're searching for you of know, twelve packs there. They're going to be yes twenty percent higher than sure. probably what you would pay through their partner. Same with Target and Shipped lot faster as well so extreme value play extreme quickness and really really handy download the app the it. the keywords that you're going to want to type into your app store are elevated beer that's the quickest way to find the app just two words elevated beer you'll see our logo pop up download it and uh, start using it
1: all right so before we take a quick break i want you guys to look towards the crowd and look towards the guy in the yellow hat there Corey. Corey, please raise your hand i know he's mad at me uh, Corey is back home from service. He came in to take the Minnesota State Fair. He's also, in addition to being a huge beer show fan, he's a huge fan of Garage Logic. But more importantly. He's been here, and he has a very key, uh, very key piece of duty when he gets back. That's his beautiful bride right there to his side. And uh, they have babies to make, so we have to get through this oh. here. Uh, wow. <laughs> he's going to be so mad at me. He might kick my rear end as we go to break here. <laughs> thank you, Corey. You are the absolute best, and you're a huge fan of the show. So we thank you for your support. We thank you for your service. Let's step aside for a quick moment. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Beer Show Live on Score North. And, of course, you can find us online at scorenorth.com. We'll be back. Back to the beer show here on Score North and Scorenorth.com. We are live from the great Minnesota get together, hard to believe, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is that magical time of the year. My name is Chris Reavers. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride. Mike Fratellone with Fratalone's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores by my side. We are kind of in the middle of the weekly beer run with our friends from elevated beer, wine, and spirits, and kudos to them. Uh, They have been a part of this show since day one, along with Mike Fratelloni, and uh, we could not be happier to have that partnership throughout this run of not only this show, but a couple of different radio stations. So we thank them so much for their continued support of this show. But it's days like today that really make me thankful it's to continue to be able day, to do this right show here, because it's so awesome. Out. It's an absolute perfect day, yep. and we get to talk to really cool people. And Tom is now taking the headset away from Ryan. The uh, the the duo that makes up Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Hello, Thomas. How you doing? I am awesome. You I absolutely good? love this time of the year. Leave this crowd. Leave I know. Crowd. Standing room only.
5: Yeah. Oh my! God. Give it up for yourself, crowd. <laughs> mom, mom, mom! Excellent looking crowd. Mom,
1: keep your shirt on, a mom. Lot, a Stop lot lot of it! People carrying beer. This beers. is I the best it. looking crowd yes, we've had. Yes, it is. Yes, yes it at is. The beer show. Absolutely. So the history of the beer show. So we're talking with our friends from Fair State, uh, who are the weekly beer run this week, and a couple of tastings this weekend at Elevated at the Minneapolis store, 42nd and Hiawatha. Uh, From 5 to 7 p.m., that would be taking place tomorrow. And then, of course, in White Bear Lake from 3 to 5 p.m., that's up on Highway 61 and 4th Street, downtown White Bear Lake. So, Tom, what do you have for me, sir?
5: Man, we're hanging out with the State Fair Beer OGs, (laughs) the Fair State crew. And we got uh, the brand-new director of sales for Fair State, Justin, joining us here. How's it going? First Stayed fair for this guy. Can you believe it? So no, uh, oh, first day yeah, fair. I'm really, sorry. I'm really wow. sorry. You're all right. It's so, true. Justin, I'm curious. He just tried to
2: sweet Martha's cook, and he's like, yeah, those are really That's good. That's pretty good. Those are kind of good. <laughs> and a mini donut for the first time. <laughs> and a mini donut for the first Where'd you grow up? He's got to be out east. I swear it's going to be out east. Really? Oh, Where did you uh, grow up?
6: Akron, Ohio. Ah, yeah, well, wow, oh, or Akron, Ohio. I, suppose, suppose. I knew I was right. Hey, sort of.
5: All right. So Along with LeBron James, right? Right. On. Black Keys, yeah. Bevo, and you know all
6: sorts <laughs> of stuff. You know.
1: So, LeBron. <laughs> I, I, I want to you know, know the story. story. I want to know the history. What, what what led you to the path at Fair State?
6: Oh, jeez. Uh, well, not I, uh, from birth, <laughs> just from professional <laughs> life. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We're good. Go
6: ahead. Uh, I ended up in Texas working for Whole Foods Market uh, for a while, and uh, moved to uh, Wisconsin with my wife. She was doing her PhD at University of Wisconsin. Great uh, school. Fast forward a whole bunch. I launched a beer division with a distributor in Wisconsin. Uh, ended up here, working for Fair State. Nice. It's a Very
1: long story short. So let, let me ask you. You you've had kind of an outside view of this industry, and now that you're kind of immersed in, into the industry here in the, in the Twin Cities, what what has impressed you, and what did, what's kind of surprised you about? The craft beer scene, because obviously Fair State's you know one of the best. They're kind of at the forefront of a lot of things that are happening craft beer wise. But what 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 are some of the observations that you've made about the craft beer scene here in the Twin Cities?
6: You know, like I cut my teeth in Texas in the craft beer scene, and it's uh, a lot like Wisconsin in that there's this like weird, like homeristic mind mindset. Lone Star, sure. Lone Star in (laughs) Texas for sure, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And then in Wisconsin, you know, if it's Wisconsin beer, it's good period than a story yep minnesota i find that like kind of exists but also people are much more um open to exploring other things Mm -hmm. and whether it's like you mentioned earlier when talking to nico like other breweries are always at our tap room hanging out drinking Mm -hmm. you know we drink a lot of summit we drink a lot of grain bell we drink a lot of like deer brand um so it's a lot more open here i think than i've experienced previously do
2: you ever feel guilty no. You, you don't feel guilty <laughs> taking a paycheck because you're the director of sales of a brewery that could sell. I could sell Fair State. No, oh, I don't think you could. Yes, I, I could. It. I could go in and say, you have very little choice. It's one of the best beers in Minnesota. We do really innovative things, we keep winning awards. Um, I mean, is your sales pitch aggressive? Because I would just be aggressive. Because what are they going to do? Say no. Wow. Well,
6: it, you know, in Minnesota, we ha- we have it kind of easy. Honestly, you know, people love us, which is amazing. Yep. But we also sell beer in Wisconsin, the Dakotas, Iowa, there you go, Southern California, New York, and uh, Massachusetts and Philadelphia. Oh, you do? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, very small amounts, but it's more. It's very strategic, and um, for us, it's important to be. In places where people know us, we have friends. You know, Nico has very strong connections around the country, just from his experience previously and currently. Um, so it is—it's uh, exciting every day. But Minnesota, yeah, I mean, it's—it's it's awesome to work for brewery people like. I bet I, I can't lie. Well, and I think t- uh, from,
1: from a Midwest perspective, I mean, we 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 kind of take ownership with a lot of things that that are either you know harvested here, developed here, what have you. But I think what's really cool about what you guys are doing at Fair State is there is even though. Th- a lot of different breweries gravitate towards you that are from all over the place. You guys are kind of identified by us here in St. Paul and in the Twin Cities, to be honest. I really do think that way.
6: Yeah, Am Agreed. I? Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is your chance
1: to suck up. <laughs> take, take full advantage of it. <laughs> but, I, but I really do feel that way, I, I, and I do that. I do, and Nico thinks that I'm blowing smoke every time he comes on the show, but, I, but look at this these is guys a, right here. This is,
5: this, is a, this is a brewery that started out, I mean, it's a co-op, in Northeast Minneapolis, yep, right? Yep. I mean, who could have? I mean, what would you think?
6: No was one knew gonna, that was going to work. Yeah,
5: right? eh, maybe. Well, it's kind of weird. Whatever. Uh, now you're in eight states. Is that nine, ten? Uh, yeah.
2: Eight Something or nine like markets. That. Do you, yeah, do you sure. have co-ops in those states, That's or are you amazing. just delivering beer? No. So I guarantee Nico's plan because he. Were you the attorney, or your old apart- partner was nine. The attorney? I'm being nine. told. My nine. sources are one, telling me one of me the it's other nine. owners <laughs> is uh, is uh, is an attorney. That's right?
5: incredible. Congratulations. Don't You have an
2: attorney in your mix. Yep. You're gonna. Ha- there, here's what's gonna happen: is there's gonna be a fair state co-op in every state oh, soon. You're gonna. How could bold, you not do that? It's a bold it. strategy. Not got franchise it. <laughs> it. They're just
1: gonna do it. Sounds like you have a new ownership that's willing to invest they in go. Mike oh. Fraloni with Fred
6: ACR. It's Red why couldn't
2: stores? you do it? Why wouldn't you do it? Make great beer. They're winning.
6: Oh, for sure. And like the co-op model is important to us obviously right and trying to determine how that can work in outlying markets is something we're constantly talking about well and i mean but
5: i think part of it though is fair state is a very local thing for northeast and their success is what has brought them out to these additional states it's not about like oh we're just gonna like copy this in these different areas no these different areas want what we have in northeast with a great brewery like Fairstake. I
2: agree with you, but let me tell you where I diverge in that thinking. You guys opened, what, five years ago, six years ago? Four or five years ago. Jeez. So Nico came in to us and said, oh, yeah, we weren't open yet, and we sold 240 <laughs> or something members of the co-op. Yeah. And they said, oh, we're instantaneously in the black.
5: Definitely. And
2: there's a whole relatively. That's I, I'm quoting a BS quote, but I'm, I'm quoting. That's I, what you do. Yeah, that's what I do. Don't I don't live in the factual world. <laughs> But that's a great method to open up in different states. Hey, you get some people excited, they all can join the co-op, they get huge benefits from being in the co-op, sure. and they get to pick potentially what you're going to make for beer. That's that's a, a great business model. You
5: know, they didn't specify which state that was fair. I that's mean, true.
2: It's just a fair state. It can be any one of them. Got him. Like, you know. See what
1: he is? He's an wow. ideas guy, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. He really is. <laughs> so, honestly, from... from the time that you guys first put them on your shelves, Tom. I'm talking about you specifically as a retailer. Okay. From the time that you put them on your shelves, what has stood out to you about what they're doing at Fair State?
5: I'm excited that they're able to keep Alley on my uh, shelves a little bit longer. Wait, it's not called Alley. It's just anymore.
6: Poly now. Polly now. Okay.
5: Just need to. They're just too busy for like the extra syllables. Well, right. <laughs>
1: it's extra ink on the cans. We're making I get it, it too hard. Yeah. Just call it Polly.
5: Can't do that. Oh, Carter Widex first. Okay. First. What else?
1: Don't lose your train of thought. <laughs>
6: baby on the show. Baby's on
1: the show. Come on, rookie. I've
5: keep it, your, keep your focus. Lost, I've already lost my focus. You All right. What, about? what
2: else? What else does Fair State have that you sell a lot of? I know Roselle, probably right. Roselles are huge. Yeah, let's talk about for the for flagships, I, please.
5: I'm personally—that's why I brought up Pale. That's a beer
6: that I really like. Have it anytime. Go ahead. Well, I mean, Mirror Universe is our flagship. Yep. At this point, you know, it's—it's uh, it's a substantial portion of our business I mean, and
5: mirror universe started off kind of as a lark almost oh for really. sure
6: you know we did a collaboration with modern times a few years ago called spirit foul yep and that was i think nico's first foray into hazy ipas at that point it wasn't really a thing you know very
5: new at that time and
6: i would wager that if you asked nico four years ago if he'd be making a ton t- <laughs> t- give <him> a thumbs up <laughs> <See, here>. brewers <laughs> scoff yeah. at that yeah. they just scoff at well, that because They, they think hazy
2: well, beer making is cheap and easy but little did they know that people love cheap
6: and easy. Oh, for sure. And for us, you know, <laughs> I, I've when I was in Wisconsin, you know, I was personally selling Fair State um, as a distributor. And Mirror Universe holds up, honestly, to any other hazy IPA. Yeah. So um, I believe that we're doing it not only for the right reasons that, yeah, it sells, but also, um, like, from a production standpoint, it is stable and consistent yep. and, and all the, these things you that know, you don't find. Great value, too. Great I mean, value, like for sure. A
5: lot of these that come in, you got to pay 18 19 bucks. Yep for a four pack i mean merry universe if you go to the right places like elevated beer wanted spirits yep get a good deal on it and it's much cheaper than that so i mean it's just it's a staple if you're looking for that hazy kind of style but you want something that manageable and, and, and economical and, and tastes great it's it, it 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 checks a lot of boxes for me
1: all right so people are hearing this they want to find out more information about fair state where they can locate your beer everything that's happening taproom hours and locations and things of that nature everything's online and available via social media i would assume
6: yep we are at www.fairstate.coop got it and that's c-o-o-p um, I believe we're Fair State Co-op on every social media handle there is. They shut down all word. of that,
5: though. You just got to come down to State Fair and find them. I <laughs> got it.
6: Yeah, that. yeah, they're, yeah. They're
5: direct, direct sales.
1: Awesome. Right Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out here today and continued success because we're, we're huge fans of you guys on this show. All right? Appreciate it. You got it, absolutely. Uh, We'll step aside for a quick moment. We'll come back and we'll wrap things up here live from the Minnesota State Fair. You're listening to the Beer Show live on Score North. And, of course, online we are scorenorth.com.
0: All right, we're back. I'm Dennis Anderson of the Star Tribune. And uh, we're talking outdoors here tonight on Score North on 1500. Talking to Larry Ramsell up in Hayward, Wisconsin, a muskie historian. Fascinating discussion about uh, the, uh, well, I don't know what you would call it, I guess, kind of the history of muskie records that really weren't muskie records. We did recount (laughs) Louis Spray's 1939 record. We leaped forward to the 1949 fish caught by Cal Johnson in July of 1949. (laughs) That fish is recognized today by the International Game Fish Association, the IGFA down in Miami, as the all-tackle world record. Now, at that celebration at which he was awarded a Nash automobile for catching the world record and the um, Milwaukee Sentinel outdoor rider and fascinating um, column that you dug up and, and published, Larry, Uh, talked about how he, uh, the Sentinel, dove into this to investigate whether any of the allegations that Cal Johnson's fish um, was a fraud, uh, that the Sentinel would investigate, and he reported that the Sentinel did investigate and that without a doubt it was a true record. And then a couple paragraphs later said, by the way, the um, Sentinel, within a couple days after the fish was caught by Johnson uh, signed an exclusive contract with him so that the Sentinel would be the only exhibitor of of the fish <laughs> at the Sentinel's own sports show, which actually I don't think they own anymore, but they did own what is essentially our Northwest sports show here in Milwaukee um, for generations. And so they had a business deal with Cal Johnson. So now we have Cal Johnson getting the car and everybody hooting and hollering. Louis Spray, whose record, was dislodged by cal johnson's in the audience he yells out don't worry about it don't give him such a big deal big recognition i'll catch a bigger one than that and i'll do it this year now fast forward to uh september october uh you tell us larry and what happened
7: well he did come forth with another record claim um and and to go back just a, a slight bit the world record musky alliance did a it had a professional photogrammetry uh, study done on both Johnson's fish and two of Spray's records, and uh, they were found to be com- uh, considerably less than what they were claimed, mm-hmm. and it was also showed how the mount was altered to make it look the size claimed, but yet when you overlaid the picture of the fresh fish on the mount, there was considerable discrepancy. And, and as I mentioned to you before, I can show you how they did it on Johnson's fish because it's still in existence here. But, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, the, the record keeping organization. In fact, I started, I, I don't know if you know this or not. I started the world record program for the North, for the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame here in Hayward. And, uh, after the, protest by the world record muskie alliance about the spray record Mm -hmm. um because of of the way they treated it Uh, i resigned as did a one of the board of advisory governors resigned we both had 30 some years uh, of volunteer service in with the hall of fame but uh it was such a sham the way they handled it It was purely uh the, the the board of directors that that voted on the uh on the protest, uh, all were Hayward business people, and uh, it, it was it was done purely for uh, for tourism. Mm-hmm.
0: And so where it stands today, I mentioned Cal Johnson's record of uh, uh, 1949 in July, and then that's the IGFA record, world record, and the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, to which you just referred, recognizes sprays fish as a world record and the IGFA says sprays fish can't couldn't be the world record because spray conceded even though you're going to tell us that he actually didn't catch that fish he said he shot it is that correct
7: yes which was against the GFA rules
0: but legal uh, at the time in Wisconsin
7: legal in Wisconsin at the time correct Mm -hmm. so you know that's another one of the things that you know IGFA has their own rules, and other record keeping organizations have their rules, and um, you know. So, but the bottom line being that, in my professional, humble opinion, both of those fish are bogus and should not be the world record in either case. Mm-hmm. And after I resigned from the from the Hall of Fame, I began a new world record program, a modern day musculins world record program. Um, modernmuskyrecords.org, if somebody wants to look at our website. Um, we started that in 2006. In 2013, a 58 pound, 59 inch musky was caught in Bel Air Lake in Michigan and was accepted as the new modern day world record. And just to give you an idea how rare fish, even in the high 50 pound categories is, uh, it's now 2019. And there still has not been another fish entered that would uh, challenge that 58 pounder. So 58 to 60, 61 pounds is about as big as these fish get. And these bogus records of the past will never be beaten because, uh you know, record criteria in, in the musky world today just wouldn't accept any more hanky-panky like went on back in those days. and uh Right. So it's also, those records
0: will... I was just going to say, go it's ahead. also true, as I'm sure you know, Larry, in Minnesota, that um, most people don't... Most actual muskie anglers don't kill muskies, the, the big ones that they get as well.
7: No, that's correct. In fact, probably the Minnesota record has been broken several times. Um, Minnesota DNR created one of the most fantastic muskie fisheries in the history of the sport, Um they've kind of let it slide a little bit now but it the state is still producing some of the largest muskie's caught every year in in North America mm-hmm. um and uh in fact uh, we have a uh, a release world record category also now uh with in conjunction with the uh, muskie first website um and it came out of Mille Lacs Lake in Minnesota and it also calculates out to a 58-pound class.
0: right? Two quick, uh, we've got a few minutes left, Uh, two quick questions. One, we didn't quite fill in the blank. How did Louis Spray, in your opinion, produce that second uh, so-called record in
7: 1949? The poachers that I talked to that provided his first two fish um, thinks it was provided to him by a, a local Indian gentleman named Indian Joe. But uh, they they never could they never could verify it. But that was there that was their suspicion because they knew how good he was at, at catching muskies uh, illegally as, as as they were doing. In fact, the two, the two poachers that I referred to and one that I had quite an extensive visit with before he passed um, was also involved in the fish that appeared in your uh, article about Bud Grant and the mallow fish. Mm-hmm. Um, he also participated in illegally capturing that fish. Right, and that's the second
0: River. second question sure. I wanted to ask you, Larry Ramsell, up in Hayward, Wisconsin. Um, to bring this sort of full circle, my column was basically a tale of a young Bud Grant um, recalling a big fish he caught in middle Eau Claire Lake. And he he hooked, I should say, while he was in a rowboat that he had borrowed from a guy who, a guy named Ballou, who owned Sportsman's Resort on Middle Eau Claire, where also, and we don't have enough time to go into this, the uh, um, rightly famous outdoor writer um, in Wisconsin, Gordon McQuarrie, had a cabin, according to Bud. And you can confirm that. And, and yes. uh, Bud's story was having known Gordon McQuarrie. Uh, was it Macquarie? Whether that fish that you're going to tell us uh, about was ever caught in that lake or not, or claimed to be caught in that lake, didn't want it claimed to be caught in that lake because he didn't want any more people coming to that lake. You know, he had the opposite opinion that the resort owner did. He wanted people coming to his business and so forth.
7: Exactly. Yeah. yeah Gordon, Gordon was, uh, a friend with the editor of Field and Stream who was in control of world records at the time. Right. And he lamented the fact that the lake would be horrible without board music with guys trying to chase another world record muskie. So he didn't want any part of it.
0: Yeah, Bud Bud will meant, will tell you that Gordon was afraid of wasn't afraid of having a drink now and then as well. Um <laughs> and
7: so he was uh, an Irishman, what do you expect? Yeah. The fish
0: that was caught Theoretically, in uh, that Bud thought he hooked, and then subsequently was caught and was taken to the Duluth taxidermist by the anglers, who were again, the least the story goes, they were heavily into their drinks and uh, ran up to Duluth to taxidermy. We know that did happen apparently because the taxidermist confirmed it. But tell us about the
7: record fish, so-called record. Um. The fish was taken to Duluth. It was weighed on a bathroom scale right um, which is un- unfortunate um, and then the scale was checked by Minnesota weights and measures, but uh, the method that they use they zeroed the scale before they checked it, which would have changed the the mode that it was in when it was used right. to weigh the fish so. That's one of the reasons Field and Stream didn't allow the fish. That's
0: that's Larry what, Ramsel. I'm sorry, Larry, I've got to cut you off. We've got to run. I hope we can do this again and pick up on some of the stories we have yet to tell, but it's fascinating stuff. Larry Ramsell, com and ModernMuskyRecords.org, uh, all up in the Hayward area. Thanks again for joining us, Larry.
7: You're welcome. Anytime.
0: Okay. I'm Dennis Anderson, and I uh, appreciate you joining us tonight on Score North on 1500, and we will be back next Wednesday at this time, 7 o'clock.
3: Whether it's baker's simple truth turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English cheddar or pie made with fresh, cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone.
1: And right now, you can save when you shop your faves. Just buy six or more participating sale
7: items and save 50 cents each with your card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.